Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, we are beginning a new preaching series today uh, out of the book of Galatians and we are focusing on life in the Spirit or Spirit-led. And we'll be speaking out of this book for about the next four weeks. And uh, if you really want to get the most out of this next four weeks, I would encourage you sometime this week to read the book of Galatians. Uh, who believes that you only get out what you put in? And if you really, I mean, we'll, we'll feed you from, from this pulpit. We'll just help you to understand the book of Galatians and we'll preach a message to the best of our ability. But if you do a bit of homework, if you show God, I'm ready to, to, for you to speak to me in the next four weeks, read that book of Galatians and things will come alive to you. And hey, it's not like we're asking you to this week read the whole book of Genesis or Isaiah or Psalms with their long books. This is only a five page book in your Bible. It's very doable. Uh, it's a book in the New Testament. And uh, yeah, it'll take about 20 minutes or so to read. So make sure you invest that time this week. So Galatians, it is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the churches in the region of Galatia. It is one, if not the first, of the letters that Paul writes to the churches. And it was written, they think, in approximately around 30 to 45 AD. And it was written as an urgent response and rebuke to these new Galatian churches who had started to turn away from the pure gospel message of Jesus Christ. Although they had originally followed the true gospel, which is the truth that we are saved through faith and grace alone in Jesus Christ. There were now false teachers that had worked their way into the church and, uh, and they were preaching a false gospel, a corrupt, corrupting this simple gospel message. Number one, they were saying that Paul was not sent from God. They were saying that he was sent by men. And number two, they were saying that salvation through faith, faith and grace alone was not enough. They were, they were also saying that you have to do things like obey the law and get circumcised and attend festivals and uphold traditions, uh, which are to still be required to be saved, which is ridiculous. Uh, imagine getting to heaven and Jesus is like, yes, you had faith and grace, but oh, you didn't obey this law or you didn't obey, obey this tradition. That's ridiculous. That's what Paul is correcting in this letter. And so he's writing to them in this letter to remind them that the evidence of being a Christian is not about living life in the flesh and outward appearance, but it's all about living life in the Holy Spirit. So let's read Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 to 12 today. Of course, we'll touch more on the book of Galatians over this month, but we're just going to look at chapter 1 today, verses 1 to 12. And uh, you'll see a lot of this context I've just talked about in the first couple of verses. And then we're going to arrive at verse 12. Verse 12 is where I believe God is going to minister to us in power today. He starts the letter, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. So right at the start of this letter, Paul is stamping his authority. He's saying, I'm not sent from men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And this is where he really starts to get into the letter. I am astonished 
Straight away, the churches, when they again read this letter, would have been like, whoa, they would have been listening. Paul doesn't usually start his letters like that. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. That's strong words. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. And here's our key verse where I believe God wants to minister today. Verse 12, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Everyone say revelation. Today, I guess it would be good if you left church with some information. It would be really good if you left church with a bit of inspiration. It might last till Monday. Uh, sorry, yeah, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That'd be good. But wouldn't it be powerful and life transformative if you left with revelation today? That's when it would change you and it would stay with you in Jesus' name. Please don't come to church if you want to hear a good song or if you want to hear a good speech. Come to church because God, today I want revelation from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit within me. Why was Paul so ruthlessly preaching the truth about Jesus Christ? Not because he was inspired, not because he was taught it, not because I was brought up as a Christian in my family home and this is just what we do, so I'm a Christian. No, because he received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. What is revelation? It's so powerful and transformative. My efforts to explain it may fall short, but let me give it a go. Revelation is when truth is revealed. Revelation, revealed. It is the act of making known something that was unknown. It's when your eyes are truly opened to see the truth. And this is what I really felt the Holy Spirit wanted to say. Revelation is getting what you know in your head into your heart, into your spirit. So it's not just about knowing it up here. And that's good to know, know the Bible and information up here. That's great. But it's actually about living out of it in here. In the heart. Uh, have you ever stargazed before? Anyone here? Stargazers? You guys out in your property, which you just purchased. Congratulations, our senior ministers. How awesome is that? Great stargazing opportunities out there. We'll, we'll have a big church event. That'd be great. But hey, staring into space on a clear night can be an incredible experience. Uh, I'm not talking about that quick five seconds 
where you glance into the sky while you're waiting for the car door to be unlocked, you know, waiting for them to get their keys out and unlock it. I'm talking about the times where you get away from the city lights and you're in no rush at all and you're just lying there staring deeper and deeper into space. And what started off being like 20 stars, all of a sudden there's this beautiful canvas of thousands of stars right in front of you. Because like we all know in our heads that the stars are there. And we all know that the universe is big. We all know that the universe is brilliant. But in that moment, boom, wow, revelation moment. God is amazing. The universe is massive. These stars are beautiful. There's a difference. Revelation moment. Well, how about snorkeling or scuba diving? Anyone here snorkeling, scuba diving? Has anyone uh, yeah, done a bit of snorkeling, maybe on a holiday? You love snorkeling? Um, at the Great Barrier Reef, maybe? Anyone out there? Uh, hey, my wife and I, sorry to brag, uh, we went on a great holiday in February this year to the Maldives. Oh, I'll tell you about it. Of all the amazing things that we did on that island, uh, I would have to say, and I can't speak for my wife, but I think scuba di- uh, sorry, snorkeling off the reef was my highlight. And uh, my favourite thing to do was to snorkel out to the drop-off. So has anyone seen Finding Nemo? You know, the drop-off. So <laughs> the drop-off is where you follow this reef, the reef out and it gets to the point where it just dives down. And you look out, it, is, it can be scary, but there's no great white sharks out there, I don't think, so I was, I was cool. But it's just dark, and you just look down, and it's just, it just does not end. Uh, it's kind of like, I'll explain, if you're uh, going on a mountain walk, and you came up to a cliff, and it goes straight down. It's like that, but in the ocean. And I love going out to the drop-off, because this is where the most beautiful, colourful, and unique-looking fish and sea animals were. Uh, there were turtles and stingrays, eels, small sharks, fish that looked like they were from another planet uh, and sea animals that I wouldn't even know how to describe. And my wife and I spent hours that week, I say almost every day, whether it was morning, lunchtime or evening, it didn't matter. There was an abundance of life that was going on on that reef. And um, we would just spend hours just taking in this whole new world, that feeling of awe and wonder. Wow, just boom when you're just floating there, head under the water, just watching this beautiful colour, these fish, everything just moving about. It's an amazing moment. And you think, wow, God, your creation is amazing. And I've seen, I've seen documentaries. I've seen pictures. But, it's, but when you're in there, when you're submerged into that experience, It is something different. It's a revelation moment about how truly beautiful and amazing the reef actually is. It's one thing to look at the reef from above the surface. That's good. That's good. But it's not until you dive in that you get to see and experience what is truly there. And the same thing goes with the Holy Spirit. We can know in our knowledge, in our head, about the Holy Spirit and the gospel. We can live at a surface level in our faith. 
and try and please God with this tradition and, oh, I'm going to do these good works to earn my salvation. But just as Paul was, was writing to the Galatian churches, living, living like that is a false gospel. When we choose to live for Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we are invited to dive deep into His Spirit. And when we do that, we receive revelation to see what is truly there. Salvation through faith and grace alone. When was the last time you had a revelation moment with the Holy Spirit? A moment when the Holy Spirit reminded you of God's deep love or of God's grace or provision or power or authority. Not just reminded you, but revealed it to you deep down. When you knew in your head, when what you knew in your head actually moved and hit you in your heart. And maybe you've never experienced him. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it, it is a him, a, a person, a person of the Holy Spirit. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all to be experienced and to live in and to love. And oh, it's, it's amazing, amazing, the Holy Spirit. You must, you must, I beg you, seek, pursue, and live in the Holy Spirit. And we're going to create some time on the altar very shortly so God can pour out His Spirit on you. I'm going to invite Brody and Ange to come back up because they bring such a great anointing with them. And I know God is going to move. Please, Please get this. The Holy Spirit is available to every believer, but not every believer chooses to live in the Holy Spirit. See, the Galatians started there in in the simplicity of the gospel and in the Holy Spirit. But after only a short amount of time through false teaching, the gospel message started to get foggy and they couldn't see it in its pure beauty anymore. How frustrating is it when you're snorkeling and the lenses, your goggles start to fog up and you can't see it for its purity anymore. And that was happening to to the churches in Galatia. What was pure, what was amazing, was starting to get fogged up because of all this corrupt teaching. You have to earn it through works and and tradition and this and that. And so Paul is addressing that passionately, writing to them about it. And this is the one point of the message today. That as Christians, we are to live in the Spirit, not from information, not from inspiration, but from revelation from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So as I draw this message to a close today, now is where I believe God really wants to begin. I believe God wants to encounter us through the power of the Holy Spirit on this altar. And as I said earlier, I believe that God has been speaking to a lot of you during this service and highlighting that this is a moment for you to respond. And it doesn't matter if you've never experienced the Holy Spirit before. This is a great opportunity for that to come alive on the inside of you. Maybe you've even been in church for like 30 years, but you're feeling a bit dry in this area. Or maybe you just know right now I'm desperate. I need something new from the Holy Spirit. I need a revelation today about some area about God.
And I don't know what God will speak to you about, what the Holy Spirit will reveal to you, because He's a personal God. But I do know that if there is an area that you need a revelation in today, or if you're hungry to seek that, that Holy Spirit, please respond to this altar call. So hey, why don't we all stand to our feet right now? Why don't you close your eyes? And if you feel comfortable, why don't you lift your hands? Lift your head high. Position your heart. Why don't you say within, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to receive you afresh. So as the musicians play, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to please respond if you know that you have an appointment with God right now on this altar. And I have already given the heads up to the prayer team to come and to pray for you. And we're going to take some time. We're not going to rush this moment. But please come down the front. I think there's something powerful about taking a step forward. It's a declaration just to yourself. You know, I'm serious about this. I want to go down and receive prayer. So God, right now, we just open ourselves up to you to complete what you've started within us this morning. God, we can see that weaving through this whole service this morning, from the moment that we walked in the door and were greeted with a friendly face, from the moment that we had that amazing conversation, from the great time we had in communion and time in prayer and time in worship to the moment now where we heard the word, we can see that it's weaved all to this point now where we can respond and receive revelation. God, I pray right now as people come down the front that they won't receive information or inspiration. It will only be what the Holy Spirit and what Jesus can do, and that's to bring revelation, life transformation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come Holy Spirit. Let's worship. Please come down the front if you need prayer and you want to respond. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.